Alright, everybody, welcome to that fateful episode of Check Your Six, which will cap off this season's competitive news. This following Thursday we'll have maybe another episode, but it will be with an interview uh, for one of the organizers of CRSL. And I think he's actually the head admin, the Swinster, as he's tagged on Twitter, or uh, Liam. And so we'll talk with him a little bit about how the season has gone. He had a very positive outpouring to the community about what this season meant to him and having such a strong attachment to the league and having it be a huge component of the season's competitive drama and interest for the collegiate scene. It would be great to see and hear from the people behind the league. But before we can get into that, we have to know who won the finals of CRSL and CR6. And joining me tonight once again, Syntax, or at SyntaxGG. How's it going, buddy? Pretty good, man. Pretty good. How was your, uh, how was your week? Uh, you know, that last week, last I mean, we're recording on a Monday, or at least I think it's Monday. I think, yeah, it's Monday. It's the holiday. Um, yeah. But, uh. It's been a long week. It's a it's a hard time for my family at this point of the year. So, took the took off the week, like whole week off from work, <laughs> off from everything, and just kind of shoved everything out the door as it didn't didn't need a didn't meet a need this week. So I'm through that week, through that hardship, through those kind of cloudy times. But we're we're recovering here, and uh, tomorrow will be my first day of work, and like. 10 11 days and i'm not looking forward to it <laughs> <laughs> nice it's always nice to have a little bit of a break but yeah you know you you there there comes a point where it's like you have a nice break and you're like okay i'm ready to eat. you know i'm ready to go back to work i guess and then like but you get too long of a break and you're like i don't want to go back to work oh yeah i i, mean, I, like, I, I mean i've been playing like civilization six I have gotten way more into Valorant. I've been playing more games on Game Pass. I've been like watching fervently for more information on like Minecraft Dungeons just so that I can get into it with my kids a whole bunch. And so it's like every little thing that I've wanted to get into, I was able to spend some more time with. So now it's like, okay, back to the grind, back to six to eight hours of meetings a day. And yeah, not, not always the fun bits. You know, well, I, I've been, you know, I, I've been kind of been, been kind of taking a break from Siege, and I've been playing a lot of uh, Tarkov, Escape from Tarkov lately, and my game's a lot of fun. Sure. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> uh, and it's fun for me because uh, being a gun nut, uh, you know, being former military, I, I'm able to go in and, like, actually, like, build the gun, you know, the different gas tubes and... Uh, uh, stocks and pistol grips and you know all that kind of stuff and i really like the aspect and like the different and there's even different like ammo types and they like do different penetration uh, uh percentages and stuff like that and i mm -hmm. think it's really cool and and then the other half has been uh uh hate to admit it but i've been i've been playing world of warcraft again getting ready oh, for no. the new shadowlands expansion so <laughs> so that's been fun Oh, I, I kicked that habit long, long ago, and man, I don't know if I could do it anymore. You know, that's what I, I thought for a long time, and then I started playing again, and uh, I have reignited my enjoyment for it. Fair enough. That's good. 
that's good. I mean, you find enjoyment in it, by all means. I, I think I'm going to be chilling with a, a, a beer or a glass of wine and playing some Civilization, maybe even streaming it and just having a super casual streams. Like, there's nothing more casual than a game of Civilization, as long as you're you know, playing by yourself. You know, you know, Civilization, the good thing about Civilization, like, they are really long games, which is kind of a a turnoff for me, but at the same time, civilizations are good because you can pause them. You can yep. save and you can leave, you know, unless you're playing online, obviously. Yeah. But, um, you know, just a single player match, you know, you can sit there and you can play the same the same game for days, yeah. you know, depending on how long you sit down and play yeah. for. But if, if uh, I could play like a 500 turn Rainbow Six Tactics kind of XCOM style, like you are sieging clubhouse and you get 500 turns and you've got 20 30 operatives and i can go back and play things like fallout tactics and get something like that to affect but you have so much character in the operative operators that we have in rainbow six that like if you could give me some sort of grand tactics game with the characters and the systems behind rainbow six man you could do some crazy stuff and I'm not sure if you ever played like uh, Tomb Raider Go or Hitman Go mobile games. Oh, I was I was I was a big like uh, XCOM style game back in the day. I I played a I played the absolute crap out of uh, Dawn of War, Dawn of War Two, oh, Dawn of War Three, oh, yeah. uh, Retribution, Inqui Inquisitor, uh, all those. So yeah, yeah, I, I, you get it. I, like, I wish they would make a new Dawn of War. Because those games were badass. <laughs> they were pretty good. They were like some of the last of the genre to really make it out. Yeah, pretty much. Anyways, we've gone down a little nerdy game route, gamer route, <laughs> showing off some gamer cred. But we we got some notes to go over for our collegiate leagues, and in fact, we have some news from CEA as well which i wanted to highlight because it's really cool that they did this now real quick let's go back back in time wiggle 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 wiggle, wiggle. that was the dream sequence <laughs> we had university of akron gold their a squad win the, the invite league over rit and when we go back to the open standings do 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 we actually had FIU win the open league invitation, open league of for CEA. So having FIU win when they were the also the contender, they won an additional league just like Akron. And now when we had them face off in what was it CRSL, we're kind of jump or jumping trains we're mixing it all together because there's history between this now C uh, crsl the grand finals came down to guess who akron and fiu which is the fun bit uh, i'm trying to find that and i lost it where are you there it is so up until the playoffs fiu had beaten akron gold twice leading up to the final four playoffs which is scary because akron hadn't lost to anyone in any other league except for fiu at that point 
Akron goes on to 2-0 or 2-1 FIU to make it to the grand finals. FIU meets them back in the grand finals after routing UTSA 2-0. And Akron wins again 2-0. Now, that was one of our gambles that we had talked about. So that, that match tied me with you. So it really came down to the grand finals of CR6 to decide who was going to be a better guesser at how this how these leagues were going to break down in the playoffs. So we were close. I'm just going to say it was close. You're muted, by the way. Whoops. We were yeah. close. I mean, the fact that we were tied going into the last game, like you couldn't have had it any better. And like there was a lot of disagreements when we were choosing matches, a lot of upsets, absolutely a lot of upsets across all the leagues. So that was really cool to see in that everyone can either have a bad day, a, a better match. Everyone can have a slip up and there's not really much time in these leagues to correct a mistake. So these mm-hmm. leagues really are asking for perfection to make it all the way to the end, which is crazy to think. Um, so CEA open won by um, FIU. Now, what was really cool is that because that was the open league, that was everyone else who wasn't invited to the top 16 teams. So CEA ran some relegation matches. I'm not entirely sure how they chose these teams because I believe maybe these were, I'm assuming these were the bottom two teams from each of the leagues each of the divisions so each division had four teams in it the bottom two have to go through relegation and it would have been eight teams but one of the team one of the divisions only had uh what was it uh five competing teams something like that so they were down a team so we only had uh seven the bottom seven and then the top seven from open that's how that was decided and so we had matches of there was actually two rounds, three rounds, um, two rounds to decide who qualified. So University of Maryland versus Colorado Boulder, um, Wisconsin Red versus Marquette, Simon Fraser versus North Carolina, Miami University versus Ontario Tech, Rochester, uh, or so RIT Division Two, Michigan Technological University (MTU) Gold. We've we've covered them a number of times. George Mason versus York University, Carolina State University or California State University, Long Beach, so CSULB, and Virginia Tech. They ended up going through two rounds, and our four qualifiers to join the Invite League broke down two, and there is zero surprises here. Out of those names that I just read off, the four that you hear, you're going to go, yep, that makes sense. University of Colorado Boulder. So this is CU Boulder Black, the black squad that is in CR6, very high-level team. Simon Fraser, who is in the grand finals of CR6. Michigan Technological University, they just swam through open league in CEA. And we've I think I've only talked about them in the context of CEA, but the fact that they had such an easy time through... Um, really just highlights that they really do belong in the invite league and then csulb are other cr6 grand finalists so two of the four teams to qualify for invite in cea are 
two of or the top two in CR6. So we're really starting to get to the winners are escalating and raising up in multiple leagues. So that's kind of a cool uh, segue over into CR6, which means I will bring up the screen. <laughs> uh, as you see, we had, that was probably not the best framing as you already saw who won. We had Simon Fraser win two to one over Akron to make it into the grand finals and CSULB over UDEM two to one. That really kind of caused room for concern when I saw that and I'm like, okay, Simon Fraser's got this. Simon Fraser does not have this. Because <laughs> the fourth fourth seed team lost two to zero to the eleventh seed team, CSULB. And uh unfortunately that means Syntax is the collegiate prediction champion going thirteen out of twenty five. That's right. That's right. <laughs> I mean, in any in any competitive league, you just have to be consistently over fifty percent, and you'll you'll go far. So that right. that's that's CR six in a nutshell. Like those matches, the UDM versus CSULB match was pretty darn close. I I very much enjoyed watching that match. I haven't gotten around to watch the Akron versus Simon Fraser, but CSULB versus Simon Fraser was. It's on, and it's over. Like I barely had a time, had a chance to check in on it before it was over. I'm like, okay, they're an hour in, probably through one map and maybe partially through another. It was almost already over. So that was unfortunately fast. So that's all I really have to say about CR6. But I will do one quick dive in because where is it? Here we go. They did something really cool that I want to show, and I'll actually link you in on it so that you can see. This All right. is the data sheet for the final four. So they came up with a very specific. Oh, it's not going to let me zoom in. Oh, here we go. We'll just have to do that this way. So they came up with some. Uh, great stats to track in the final four and this is what we need to track throughout the rest of the season not so much this page the main page just the top four teams all the players whether they're main sub kills assists rounds played all that kind of stuff pretty basic things one vx plants diffuses breaks into kd kda entry kd all that all the normal stats but the thing that i like are the on the extra tabs we get map statistics so bans overall which teams were banning what maps which teams were picking what maps this is this is next level documentation and this is what we've been missing um, to be able to commentate on and this is something that takes a lot of hard work but as I mentioned at the top of the show if we had an API that could cache this stuff that could catch it in a replay which I'm hoping is what's coming uh, we should be able to make some much better analysis and some better predictions going forward uh, when we're talking specific matchups or reasons why we like a matchup. But it goes even beyond that. It goes into bomb site statistics, win losses for each of the teams on each of the maps, bank, border, all the way across. And that's just a huge amount of data. But this was only for the final four. 
So this level of data is what needs to be preserved throughout the entire league and shared because right now any team that has an analyst that has a team member or a coach or just a club member who's really interested in helping out, they could be digesting this data a lot and be coming up with a much larger strategy for teams going forward. They VOD review is one thing and being good at the game is another, but being able to know your opponent before you go in and know and have a plan have a plan to go in and know what sites you're going to really push which ones that you can try something different on that's a whole different level that's why books are kept in playing baseball it's why everyone tries to get that extra read on their opponents which is why syntax was talking about controlling your vods or being accessible if you're if you're going to stream your matches make sure that you either take the vods down afterwards or keep it public just make sure that there's a proper delay on it and all that stuff so vods is one thing but data like this is a whole different um, wave and they even broke it down to operator picks and operator bands and so you start getting a feel of where teams are falling down and where they might where you might be able to push them somehow and you combine operator bands and picks and their bomb site statistics and now you can go in with a plan you can counter pick you can counterban. You can flesh out a strategy that's put, painting them more into a corner. I hope that this kind of data just gets embedded in custom games if we can get this level of um, consistency. That would be tremendous. Yeah, and the this this spreadsheet is good, but I don't know if it's updated or not because... Like when it comes to total bands, like when, like if, for instance, you look at Tamu, it says they only banned two maps total. So, and then some of the others just don't really make sense unless, unless uh, this is only capped for the final four matches. It and was. if Tamu got knocked out the first after the first two matches or first match, then you know that would make sense, but. Like I feel like this is this is a lot of effort just for the final four matches. So like like you were saying, and I think in order for this to to be worth the worth the time to keep up, like they need to uh, they need to do this throughout the entire season. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, without having consistent replay, I mean they got consistent replays, but the amount of time that it takes because I mean this is honestly what I do for sometimes being able to get some data for the show is I'll put on the VOD and I'll put it up as fast as it'll go. I think YouTube supports like four times speed, but mm -hmm. you're going to miss out on the one VXs. You're going to miss out on clutch plays. You're unless you're really paying attention or you slow it down. But I mean, you're looking at hour and a half long VODs to go through. And if, if you want, in, if you want to do it in any sort of efficient amount of time, you just speed it all up and you try and catch those things um, for those statistics and yeah. otherwise otherwise you're talking like and with 140 teams you're 70 matches a, a week if you're doing best of ones best of threes and you get two two maybe three maps and that's you're talking like four hours of work per per vod unless it's a clean 7-0 in which you're lucky that week <laughs> yeah um, and so unless the data is going to be 
stored in the match replays, which I'm sure someone's got an answer for already. Someone's probably already leaked that or there's details somewhere that I've missed. But um, yeah, the data needs to be more accessible for communities like this to be able to really capitalize on that. And I mean, this is just stuff for streamers too. This is stuff for content creators to create more of that funnel for people to get into. So having that data is exceptionally necessary for growing a community. Now, Rainbow Six has flourished all the way up until this point without it, and the Pro League has certainly done just fine because the casters are dedicated to getting that kind of information, and Ubisoft, on some level, has collected it for them. Um, and they've done their own work because that's a full-time job as well, being able to commentate so specifically about things. But the college leagues, this has been one thing that they've suffered from, is not having enough data and not being able to give the casters enough time to prepare for these things. And, I mean, they, CRCL did a great job. They got some fantastic casters to do the show and to make sure that it felt good. It felt like a, a big production. And But at the same time, they weren't the casters couldn't have been really well equipped, no more than you and I, and then studying like this data for a few hours a few days at most uh to mm. be prepared for that so there's still a disconnect between how well the commentators know these teams and how well the spectators can get to know these teams because without knowing the history of them and the players it's really hard for a viewer to get attached to either of these teams unless they happen to be going to college at one of the schools yeah so I, I love this take, and unfortunately, the, the this data was capped to just the final four in CRSL. Um, so this was this was their stats. I thought it was CR six, but this is CRSL. Sorry. Um, but to start getting this data and to start putting this forward as something that the league wants to do, um, I think that's fantastic. And if if what we are to believe from the CEA news, which I think I skipped over because of all the interwoven nature of all this week's news and thoughts, I skipped over this, but there was a request from CEA in their Discord, and I quote, the collegiate R6 community has grown so much over the past year. Our friends at Ubisoft are looking to get insight and feedback about the collegiate R6 community from players, and we would be we would greatly appreciate it if you could fill out a quick survey from them. So this is a survey tailored from Ubisoft answering the questions that they are most interested in. And I actually pulled up the survey. I, sur I submitted a survey saying, hey, I'm a content creator, I don't go to school, um, but I wanna be able to support this. And so it's basic information. What school do you go to? What year are you in? Would you wanna be contacted for a potential focus group or an interview? Uh, do you actively participate on the team? If you answer no, why not? If you an answered yes, what role do you fill? Do you participate in any in one of the existing Rainbow Six leagues, CEA, CR6, and CRSL? So knowing that they listed all three of these tells me Ubisoft has also reached out to CR6 and C uh, CRSL to get the same information. Now they might get duplicates and they'll filter that out based off of whoever gets it because teams are competing in multiple leagues. Um, what are some of the things that you like about each of the leagues you participate in? What are some of the things that you dislike about each of the leagues you work with, you, you participate in? Is there anything you wish a league would offer or do, but no league does? 
So that's another interesting question. This is, if we, if you want to go like full-on conspiracy theorist with how deep this goes, they're sussing out what each, le what each of the leagues does right, which the, each of the league does wrong, and they're going to take that data, and they're going to take the people from those leagues and offer them gigs to run a Ubisoft-sponsored collegiate league. Hmm. They could, and the the options go between supporting these leagues with just some giveaways, maybe some social media advertisement and advice, and kind of how do you how do you run, scale an operation like this? Because the twenty teams in the six invitational coming up, whenever the next one is, is very different than a league of one hundred and forty teams. Yeah. Um... So. That's a that's a very good that's a very good point. Uh, I mean, that's a definite possibility. Uh, I I don't know if they would uh, sit here and poach all the top people from these leagues and just hang these other leagues out to dry. I mean, they totally could. I mean, that's totally plausible. But um, I, I think I think the reason that what gives me reason to believe that is the assertiveness that even riot is having on their uh on leagues and events that are using league of legends and how much what their community standards are for running an official event it's allow it, they are proving and testing the waters that the developer can be much more hands-on in the collegiate space and if, i mean ubisoft is already reaching out to understand what this community looks like in terms of player base if they can extrapolate what that means for viewership, they can start going, hey, we could run this. And if it's North America, now they already have a partnership with Faceit. So then you have Faceit Collegiate Rainbow Six League. And that's much, that brand, Faceit, means a whole hell of a lot more than CR6 or CRSL or CEA. Now they could either take the people or take the lessons from them and Ubisoft makes their own league kind of thing. And then mm -hmm. we have a fourth competitor, but everyone's going to flock to that Ubisoft league because it's going to be seen as authoritative. Other leagues, other teams might prefer a certain league because they want because they like how it's run better. I mean, Ubisoft had its own fair shake of drama about how the league and how the announcement of the new leagues is going to work. So, I mean, it's there's some questions about how Ubisoft runs a league, but now we have Face It. Um, coming in so maybe they can smooth that over but the fact that they even asked the question is there anything you wish a league would offer or do but no league does they want to to me that's a what gap can we fill in or what's the least expensive gap for us to s assist in to assist one or more of these leagues best or they might even have room to assist all of the leagues like if they're doing mm -hmm. like actual prize giveaways that's cheap for them to support top 16 teams get r6 tokens or whatever mm -hmm. free skins skin codes like it's all super cheap and they could throw in if they wanted to do a championship invitational they could run that as part of the uh six invitational and as part of the um america's uh majors like anything going on like that like you could start showing off collegiate 
and it's very much alive in the UK and in Europe as well. So you have at least two of your four regions, probably three of them, thinking of South American uh, LATAM, you could probably have three of your four, uh, four of your four having a complete collegiate circuit underneath them and highlight that. That's a whole lot of content and a whole lot of up and coming players that you can have a long, long story of tracking them. And that storytelling is super important in, in esports. So, yeah. But another thing is what, what kind of concerns me. Now, I am super glad that this is happening, you know, with the potential of, of what might be. But at the same time, are they neglecting our Challenger League? Like, if they are looking seriously to, uh, I mean, it, this could just be like a, a an informational thing. Maybe they just yeah. want to gather some data. You know, it could just be nothing. Um, but at the same time, if they do decide to focus on the collegiate stuff, how come? You know, are they going to equally uh, pay attention to, to to the North American Challenger League? Yeah, you know, I mean, that's a huge question, um, it, and it depends on if Face It is <laughs> operating the Challenger League too. Yeah, and and, and like. You know, the fact of the matter is, you know, Challenger League is more important than than yeah. Collegiate League. That's just the yep. fact of the matter. But if they don't pay attention to Challenger League, like, how, this is, you know, this doesn't really make sense. So, um, I, I, with this, I, I hope to see uh, more uh, recognition and interaction with both Collegiate and uh, Challenger League. I really do. I mean, the one thing to think about is that we, so, I mean, it's just now May. It's the end of May, but beginning of last month was the end of tax season and the annual ta uh, annual taxes. So teams that already had, they were already planning budgets. So if, the, if Ubisoft was planning on doing anything with Collegiate, this would be the first time that we're hearing about it, even though they would have, put some money aside or maybe said if we have funding for it let's look into this and mm -hmm. so they were able to secure that funding and figure out okay we can at least do an information on this yeah by no means is this like ubisoft is doing stuff yes finally acknowledgement from the mothership kind of thing this is just it really is a survey but it go it does go to show that they are listening to a community they are fine or they're finding out about a new community that they're surprised about or they have data and they are finally able to act on it because I mean let's let's be honest the last few months have not been kind to Ubisoft or Rainbow Six so now that they're getting their feet underneath them we're getting a new um, operation steel wave out we're getting new operators new map rework we're getting all that stuff so now that that's out of the way they can start doing maybe some initial uh, looking into some other aspects of things and now making content and investigating esports two very separate things and require two very separate resources so they could have been working on it in tandem at the same time it's just that their wrap-up times were likely around the same time or kicking one off while one is ending is just the nature of the beast it's not that they're <laughs> coinciding i don't think that there is any overlap between challenger league and investigating uh, collegiate and maybe at this point what we're looking at is oh hey we kind of wrapped up everything that we need to do to be ready for our first challenger league event we're a couple weeks ahead of schedule and we're just playing it by ear and f 
fixing out the last little details and they're getting ready for that but they have some extra time and bandwidth to look into collegiate if it would even be the same group which i kind of have to assume that there would be if if face it is looking at owning any of it they would be doing kind of double duty making sure that the production ready with their challenger and pro scene but then also yep. being like okay what else would it take to support collegiate and not knowing what ubisoft is now doing since they've shoved a whole bunch of stuff at esl said that's not working out here face it take all of this stuff and maybe we'll, maybe ubisoft will own this piece or that piece or they shoved even more over onto face it's realm of responsibilities and then ubisoft says hey now we have resources to do something like supporting collegiate knowing that it is a separate league that it's kind of not as important and we're putting the the prize focus on a production group like face it to run those two leagues but they want to get experimental get really close to the community of collegiate rainbow six because they are the developer maybe it makes more sense for them to run that league or run some sort of promotion around it basically yeah yeah that definitely makes sense so i i'm excited about this and thinking about what that survey could mean kind of goes back to like my wish list item that i've been saying give me the league that does all the the strengths of all three leagues and takes away the weaknesses because they all stumble over certain things differently or they stumble over very different things pretty hard so mm -hmm. i mean i like the idea of the data from crsl i like the sheer amount of data that uh, cr6 collects but i think the way that cea covers the data and actually has valuable data that's up to date is the best out of the three so like they all handle data differently and poorly in different ways so if but once you get outside of that realm and they all handle social media kind of yeah they kind of insular to their discord servers and with a little smattering here and there on twitter but i think all the leagues could do better there but outside of that cea had a really cool structure for their competitive leagues uh cr6 i love the ramp up through the trials and you've got a really wide variety of teams um that way and when you do location-based trials like they did at um DreamHack Anaheim, like that gives a really different opportunity, and we're start we're talking land environments again, which is just crazy to think about right now. But to think that Collegiate could be running more lands would be awesome. Mm -hmm. um, you know, what I think would be really cool is if maybe if they, you know, the likelihood of them actually starting a, a Collegiate league is is a long shot. But yeah. what I can see them doing, what I think would be really cool is if what they do is they coordinate with each of the three leagues right and at the end of each season they take the top the top three teams from each league right the winner second place third place from each league and then run like a uh like a cool like bracket like a bracket oh, tournament yeah. you know hosted by ubisoft you know, from the top three teams of each league they get to play on their own casted collegiate tournament which would oh, be yeah. kind of would be would be really cool i mean it's almost like the u.s nationals like yeah but collegiate, US, co no. u.s collegiate nationals boom you can build out some instead of having all-star matches you just have collegiate grand finals and semi-final matches 
and it's suddenly have promo matches that are a lot more it's a lot more value and watching than like in my opinion than like some cheesy stage show like uh like a lot of the call of duty league stuff uh, the home openers like the first couple where they had like musicians and stuff i'm just like i don't i don't care get off my stage Uh, show me show me some esports and if you're thinking like oh like well what if one team wins two leagues you know or what if one team wins all three leagues you know then you just take the next one so you go two three four instead of one two three and you they know, all, all the leagues already have their tiebreaker rules for everything, so they all already know who that next team would be. Yeah. And so it, it breaks down to be a lot, a lot of fun. It could be a lot of fun that way. And I mean, you could now this is on a wholly different scale, but like China, they run League of Legends tournaments, and they'll invite the uh, collegiate ones even, and they've invited Marysville and the Hugh, uh, Harrison Harrison University to out to china to participate in really oh yeah and it's have totally they gone stacked oh yeah they've gone and i think what? maryville secured like second place but like they do some shady stuff let me tell you like they do some very and there's stories on this so even from that tournament specifically where some schools are like oh we're not going to china anymore like until this shit gets cleaned up um but like was it like 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 the area dirty or like just like just tournament bias against the americans oh no oh gosh firing, How are their, you tra- firing their translator they fired their translator the the tournament organizers fired uh one of the team's translators why because they were asking too many questions and trying to be like, well, I'm trying to get my team to be on the stage on at the right time, and you're telling me three different times, and you keep telling me different ones each time I talk to you. So, like, one of the teams basically was on, like, four hours sleep, if that. they Their hotel room wasn't ready when they got there, and then they were told three different times to report to the stadium, and they were told that they had matches against three different opponents, and they were just never able to get their feet underneath them, and they still held their own for sure. Um, but it was it was stacked against them. So, what all this around long winded like story? Oh yeah, it's it's shady as hell, and sometimes that's kind of how no. it works. Um, but I could see maybe Ubisoft doing something like that, just being like, okay, we've got the four major regions. There's obviously a collegiate um, following in some of these areas: Latin, Asia, uh, Southeast Asia north america europe i know north america and europe i have a hard time believing that like brazil doesn't have like its own collegiate league and then korea japan all of them they could easily run collegiate leagues themselves as well um but i could see ubisoft being like okay we're gonna bring out the top collegiate teams for a, a collegiate tournament Maybe it's all online. Maybe it's a, an official LAN at one of the majors or something like that. But they could run a collegiate thing alongside all of their major league, all the challenger league things. And I mean, one thing I keep hearing from Call of Duty League is that people want the challenger league matches to be broadcast. There's an appetite for that many more teams and that many more players, which to me just screams challenger and collegiate. 140 teams just waiting to be covered 70 matches a week basically Mm. and if you could 
pre-schedule that or if Ubisoft just has as soon as a VOD is available they're the ones to get the source or they just automatically have it because all the replay servers are on their end anyways they flag a match as something that they want to broadcast they broadcast it live or after it's immediately after it's happened they suddenly have a Rainbow Six channel that's never off infinite content that's crazy yeah that's true <laughs> so I can go on and on with my crazy game theories and game developer conspiracy theories but uh, for the most part let's see do we go we went over CRCL CR6 the data survey links standings relegations yeah that's it Whew. so I think the main thing to walk away with is congratulations to Akron for winning CEA and CRSL congratulations to FIU for winning CEA open congratulations to Simon Fraser and CSULB for being first and second place in CR6 and CSULB climbing this the ladder once again I knew you all were a competitive team I just thought maybe being an 11th you guys kind of played it chill this this, this season you're a bit of a sleeper sleeper run so excited for you all congratulations everyone played very well I was excited to see how close everything was um, and even some matches that I had no idea were going to be close it was exciting to see and follow up on I'm really looking forward to more stats more data and seeing what else we can do for this community um, yeah that's uh, like I mentioned Thursday we're going to have an interview with the swinster i think he goes what, what's his other handle maybe swinster is just his twitter handle swindle swindle that's what it is so we'll have swindle and he might bring on a, a, another guest or two and we'll talk about the league then and there and whatever else comes up between then and now uh any last words syntax otherwise i think we're good for the good for the collegiate season yeah no not really just congratulations to all the teams that uh to that one that placed first second or third um i hope it was a good match for all the teams or a good season for all the teams and uh please take this time if you didn't do as well as you thought you you were going to please take this time to practice and that's about it yeah no time better than now to start practicing maybe jump on the test server get a real reset change your expectations get used to the way the things that are now there spend some extra time studying spend some extra time doing your own vod review ask someone else to do a vod review uh, i would be garbage advice but you can always ask me i'm happy to look at it maybe even just make some funny content see if that's something that you need maybe you need a little morale boost and just be like this guy doesn't know what he's talking about at all i'm doing just fine and maybe that's what you need i'm happy to provide that service uh, <laughs> right. Uh, so yeah, after this next Thursday, unless we get an interview or there's some significant announcements going on, probably going to take a break until uh, Pro League really kicks off in earnest. I don't know how much we'll talk Challenger League. I imagine there might be some news moment, newsworthy moments where we'll bring it up. But I think the focus is still Pro League and Collegiate. And over the summer, we'll probably just do Pro League. Keep it simple. Yeah. Uh, Pro League North America. I, I'm not going to 
attempt to dive into Latin or yeah, we can't cover everything. Yeah, EU and Latin and ANZ. Yeah, I mean we can cover three three leagues of 120, 140, and like 60 other teams, but uh, you pro throw in four pro leagues, challenger league, and there's just not enough time in the week to do it. The two of us. All right. Well, then, thanks, everyone, for tuning in. It's been a great season of Check Your Six, and I'm looking forward to seeing what else we can do together. Later, taters. <laughs>